When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks and Sir Michael Ira Kaplan are on a quest to explore every town in America through the eyes of the scumbags, scoundrels, and world touring comedians who grew up there. Who knows what they'll find out? This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 174.5. I'm not sure. What are we on, Kaplan? I have no idea. Matter anymore. I don't know what month it is. I don't know what day it is. None it's of it matters. It, it doesn't matter. My name's we're Turner just, Sparks. With me right there, you hear him, is Michael, Sir Michael Ira Kaplan, Lost in America. On the show today, we have the fantastic stand-up comedian Jimmy Schubert. Oh, wait, you can find me at Turner Sparks on Instagram. You can find Kaplan at Kaplan America on Instagram. You can find our show at Lost in America Pod, P-O-D Pod on Instagram. Kaplan, we are up to 700 Instagram followers. Just two weeks ago, we were at 189, but we are up to 700. Things are taking off for this show. We got Patreon. Uh, Patreon's going nuts. We have um, yeah, the, we've the, doubled our amount of subscribers on Patreon. So before we get to that, I just want to say we got Jimmy Schubert coming on. He is one of my favorite comedians on planet Earth. Maybe my favorite. Maybe my favorite comedian of all time. We've gone and seen him live. We paid to go see Jimmy live as a professional in Staten comedian. Island. In Staten Island, in, in the yes, which is where you want to see Jimmy perform. Jimmy is That's a, his home turf. He's a cutthroat <laughs> comic. He called me on Friday night. He's been in his home in Los Angeles, California, stewing under quarantine for weeks, just like we all have been. And but I think he's just been furiously writing material about this quarantine because he called me out of the blue and then to, to check on me to make sure yay and I were okay. But also just, I think to blast me with all these jokes he's been writing, they're all hilarious. And I was like, Jimmy stop. So it took me 20 minutes to even get him to stop talking. Uh, so I could get a word in. And then when I did get him to stop talking, I was like, save it. We want to get you on the podcast. He's like, anytime, bro. I, I, he's like, I'm a little busy on Monday. I got to walk from my kitchen to my living room. Besides that, I'm free. <laughs> and yeah, so- and, I, and I actually, I saw this happen in real time because we were on a Zoom quiz night together when you just vanished from the screen for 20 minutes. Well, when Jimmy calls, you got to leave. Yeah, you have to leave. You got to take that call. You got to take Jimmy that Schubert calls. Jimmy, Jimmy Shuby Dooby call. Legendary stand-up comedian. So he's going to be calling in in a few minutes. Before he calls in, a few things. Because when he gets on the show, Cap, he's just going to go. It's not going to be yeah. much of us anymore. It's going to be us. Well, that's and that's what we want because we're doing a lot. Of, we're, we're doing the show four days a week now for Patreon. I need a day of rest. So this, this, I'm, I'm resting this episode. Yes. Let's let Jimmy carry the load. If you don't know what Cap's talking about, every Monday we're putting the show out here on our regular feed, Lost in America. And then Tuesday through Friday, we're doing just Cap and I are doing a show every single day with the two of us. Every single night it's coming out for $5 a month. You can get five episodes a week, this show plus that show. And uh, we have eight new Patreon subscribers this week, Cap. Eight new. We've doubled in the last 12 days. We've doubled our number. We've doubled the amount of people who uh, we have 27 total member uh, Patreon subscribers. Now, I want to shout out real quick. I want to go through the eight for this week. We had Peter Below sign up. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Andrew Dale, Michael Paoli, my next door neighbor, my apartment in in Brooklyn, uh, New York. The guy across the hall. We have Eileen Conway. Shout out to the Conway family, the whole Mr. Softy 
family. We have <laughs> Brian Kelly, my old roommate, Brian Kelly. We have Joe Ellis out in Sacramento, California. Thank you, Joe. Bob Deering, my dad's business partner, longtime business partner. He could be the new accountant to the pod, Kaplan. If Gary doesn't, oh. you know, if he slips yeah, up. We, have, we, point, we have to. We, do we qualify for any of this uh, money that go, government's giving away? Maybe I think I do as an independent contractor. I don't know about yeah, you. It's a small, well, it's a small business. Here, oh, it's so. a small business. Maybe we can get a loan. We can get a small business. Yes. Low interest loan is what they're giving out. God bless them. We they just all- have to. We furloughed producer Matt. I learned that word this week. We so, did. And, uh, <laughs> producer <laughs> so Matt's get- gone. And lastly, signed up today, Robin Chambers. Thank you to everybody. Yeah, Plus, thank everybody you, Robin. who came in last week. Like we said, we've had 13 new subscribers in the last 12 days. So get on board over there, guys. We're doing a show a day over there. No weekends. We need weekends off. But besides that, yeah. everything's going good. And our Instagram, follow us on Instagram. I'm putting up two new video clips every single day, which is part of the reason why I, I'm just going to say it. I think it's the main reason why our our, uh, our followers are, are, are charging up over there. So, Kaplan, yeah. what's going on with you? So, or, sorry, should I say Teacher Cap? What is going on yes. over there? Teacher Mr. Mike. Mr. Mr. Mike, show some respect. Mr. Mike, what is going on? How is it going teaching these? You have two children. You're teaching them. Because the teachers at this point, the schools have closed down, and they've put the responsibility on you. How's it going over there? Yeah, and I know I've talked to a, a real teacher the other day, and she was. I haven't thought of it. I, so I feel a little better. I talked to her, and she said this is the hardest experience of her life. This this, this whole distance learning. But she's not. Uh, she has. She's eighty students. She's a high school teacher. You know, high school. You have all these different classes, t- and she's got to prepare. And then kids don't understand things, and she's got to be z- teaching them, zooming in. So I didn't think about it from the o- older kids' perspective, where like school's actually important, and you actually are learning things. Yeah, but who uh, cares so about I, all their kids? What's going on with your kids? Well, I'm just saying I'm going to give a shout out to the teachers. They have it. They have it. They have it rough. And I don't want to. I don't want this show to seem like we're putting it down because it's. I, I'm realizing it's really hard. And my kids, you know, they they had a good first week. Ultimately, they put it. They they got all their work in, which means I turned all the work in because I have to scan it all and upload it all, and it's a whole hour of my day every day. But you know, the one thing on Friday, uh, both classes had spelling quizzes. And, you know, I didn't really, you know, first of all, if we realized it's a spelling quiz and I hadn't prepared them because we don't have homework every night, we just do classwork. So I was like, oh, you have a spelling quiz. You got to study. So go study. So I let both kids just like go off and study for a few minutes. Right. And then they each come back. And I, I, I realized quickly with Ruby, especially that I didn't know what I was in a dilemma as a teacher, but as a parent. Because a teacher, I, I run, I run my class with an iron fist. I don't want any, <laughs> I, I don't let any cheating because Teddy is often, Teddy, my older one, you know, he knows all of Ruby's answers and he's constantly trying to tell her the answers of things and I'm shushing him, sending him away. As we've said multiple times, the joy mansplaining is what every older sibling has been doing since the dawn of time, right? I mean, Teddy is the ultimate mansplainer. He teaches Ruby all sorts of things. Not always true, but he, yeah, he loves to mansplain to her and he really, he enjoys teaching her ironically much more than he enjoys doing his own work. Sure. So that's, that's, that's the, the dilemma. And, I'm constantly, you know, saying just you got to let her and, and he's a better student. I think is confidence wise. He gets all the kindergarten answers right. You know, he's pretty average in second grade. But well, you maybe think about putting him backwards. Can you go backwards in school? Can he go to he kindergarten might, now is my question. I, I, I might have to see if we could do that because yeah. he would be. Yeah. If I could hold him back or lie about his birth certificate, it'd be good for sports. It'd be great. But so she, you know, so Ruby doesn't really know the answers to any of these spelling things. And then I'm in a dilemma where she's like, I'll be like, spell who? And she's like, H, and then I make a face. Like, immediately I make a face. Because I want her to give me the right answer, right? Because I have to, it's a Google form. It's like, if anyone's ever done a Google, you know, you fill out the form and hit submit. So the teacher doesn't know the process, the real teacher. So she says the wrong letter to start off with. I make a face. She looks at me like, what is it? And then I'm like, all right, let's study again. Take the sheet, go study again. And then it dissolves into a, she takes the she we go one by one and it's like she studies who for a minute comes back and then i says and then i say what's who who okay what's red oh she gets that one right great what's uh her and she gets she says h-u-r and i'm like ah because like what am i supposed to do like what would you do you're not a parent yet but am i supposed to submit the wrong answers in this day and age when i know I know all those other parents out there are not submitting wrong answers, right? No. Yeah, you can't submit at this point. You can't submit wrong answers. You bring up a good point, though. So this is just we're creating a world where every kid's getting 100% because their parents are doing their homework for them. I mean, literally. my My question is, at this point, 
why does school still exist? What yeah, are these seriously. kids going to learn? In the pandemic, the new world, six months from now, why does Ruby Kaplan need to know how to spell her? I think, if anything, school should... It, Schools should exist if we're teaching woodwork, if we're teaching how to build a fire, if we're teaching how to build masks, how to building masks, these kids, how to make a mask, how to, um, you know, take a soda can and turn it into bullets, things that you're really going to need to know how to do. But this learning how to spell her, I don't even I hope they're not learning math anymore because what's geometry? What's that going to do for you? What about? Well, look, I mean, her is very important because in this post apocalyptic I can't speak anymore, but in the, in the future, She's going to still need to know her pronouns. That's still not going to, that's still going to be important. You Are be we, we're still going to be worried about pronouns. Yeah. When yeah, she's we fighting were worried someone. About that a month ago, can you believe it? When I might, when she has a gun and she's trying to shoot people, she's first going to ask them what, how do they identify? So exactly. I, she can put it on there. Uh, you know, when she builds her grave, she can say before I killed them, I wanted to make sure that her here rests her, him, whatever. Yeah. It's, 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 well, yeah, so that's exactly it. Um, I don't, and then Teddy, it, it's like the same thing. He did, went through the same testing, and I'm the one type. But you know, I'm like, you know, it's it's like you're just speaking. Like, will the teacher give extra credit if you turn one in wrong? Like, if I get four to five right, will they be like, oh, the parents didn't help them? I'm going to give them a bonus point when I actually give out grades at the end of the year. Is it all a test? It's, yeah, you got to approach or, it uh, like honest- the, you got to approach it like the kids who uh, would cheat in high school. The kids who steal the the uh, reports before the tests before they came out. Those kids always got one or two wrong. You never want to get a hundred percent. You get like a ninety-seven percent. Right. That's so maybe that's, that's a smart the, way to do it. That's it. That's what. You <laughs> that's a lesson out there. For, that's a real pro tip to all the cheaters out there in general on any any level of cheating. Yeah. On exams on any and work anything you do don't do too good a job. You know don't fake it too much. No. So if you're going to be cheating, so that's some quarantine um, uh, teacher advice we got for you. Now let's move yeah. on. We do this every day on the on the on the um, uh, live from the bunker show on Patreon. So let's do it here now for the people. Positives yep. of being quarantined. This is the way we oh, wrap right. up our show every day over there. So what are because everyone's Cause talking about the negative. Po- we stay positive. We want to make sure everyone understands that it's a fun diversion. This our Patreon show. We try to so keep it positive. It. So can I go first? Positives of being yes. quarantined. For, for today's it. positive for me, learning how to spell quarantine. I'm not a good speller in general, but that's uh, oh. a word that <laughs> well, I. That's because your mom helped you cheat in all the spelling tests, clearly. Of course she did. But that's now a word that I learned how to spell. And I realized I wasn't the only American who didn't know how to spell it because for a while, quarantine, hashtag quarantine life was trending on Twitter with the wrong spelling. It was oh. like Q U A R. Uh, I-N-T-I-N-E was the number one thing uh, trending. And then number two trending was the actual real spelling. So I'm learning how to spell through this whole thing. There are words I I guess I wish I never would have learned, never would have had to learn how to spell in the first place, but that's my number one. And then we got more. Yeah. I've learned the word, I've learned the word furlough, which because myself and everyone I know is being furloughed. So that's a word. I didn't even know what it was a week ago. Now I know how to spell it. I didn't know it existed. I thought it was a way to measure horses, like how fast they race. (laughs) What's that word? Isn't that a word? It's a furlough. Oh, they're running out of the. Oh, oh yes, in the Derby, you beat them by the, how many furloughs? Isn't that it's a thing? Word. Am I wrong? Yeah, I think we got a. Well, we'll have to, where's producer Matt? Unfurlow him so you can correct us. <laughs> Ironically, we need to unfurlow <laughs> producer Matt to get him back. By the way, if you're not listening to the Patreon show, producer Matt's in in Mass, Western Massachusetts right now. I'm in Northern Massachusetts. I've escaped. You gotta have to catch up over there. We can't keep everyone up yeah. to date. Anyway, furloughed. Great word. Quarantine. Great word. I'm better. We're better now at uh, what's the game? Um, uh, categories. Pictionary. I don't know. Keep it going. Next up for you. I, you, you have a positive. I, I got a positive. That, you know when it, for, it. It's great when the weather's not. Like it's cloudy out, rainy out, chilly out. It's so easy. You just stay inside. You do not. We shelter for days. We don't leave the house, right? But then when the sun pops out and it's a beautiful day, out, you got to You feel with the kids. You got to get outside a little bit. You got a little. Get a little exercise. So I was outside Friday and I thought about it. I was just sitting there doing. I was jumping rope. I was doing my workout by myself, jumping rope. And Ruby's riding her bike, and Randy's like, "Where'd she go? Where'd she go?" And I just, I realized this. So let her go. What's gonna happen? No one's abducting a kid during this quarantine. There's like. It's it's like the, they don't have to worry about it. There's, a, there's too much baggage. They don't know where she's been. They don't know what she's touched. Everyone thinks kids have all these germs. There's no way anybody's abducting a kid, I think. So I think it's a really safe time to be a half-assed parent when you are outside with your kid. You can just laissez-faire, let them roll. That's Nothing's great. happening. 
Yeah, it's a real boat. It's really less less stressful. I you think. bring up a good so, point, Kaplan. As we talked about a couple weeks ago, ISIS is they've they've announced that they're not blowing anyone up during the pandemic. Yeah. How and, many people did they have to furlough to that? All the ISIS guys who lost their <laughs> a lot of furloughs. And then another, yeah. uh, I think I think the pedophiles should get together. Nambla should get together and say, "Hey, we're not abducting kids." During this thing, you know, just let people know, like ISIS, let people know, let people know. Yeah. And then that Do you think way, Nambla sends out a thing and tells that reminds all their members to wash their hands. You know, yeah, they got a pre- we're doing. they got a presser going around. Sure. Why not? You know? <laughs> what we're doing here at Nambla to combat the crisis. Like Last, yeah, an email. <laughs> Somehow we're all subscribed <laughs> to their email list. We signed up 20 years ago. We didn't know. About yeah, it. I don't know. I thought it was for NAFTA. I don't know. All right. Let me give you one more. Give us one more. Last one. And then we'll wrap. Then we'll get to Jimmy Schubert. Uh, the New York, this is New York City specific, but a positive for being quarantined is that we all quarantined early. Uh, we are now quarantine veterans in this whole thing. So I'm looking across Facebook. I'm looking across in social media. I'm seeing family members in Texas, friends in uh, uh, Iowa. Yeah, Florida. Yeah. And they're going, oh, man, I'm on day two of my quarantine. I'm going nuts. I can't figure it. Why can't I leave the house? For us, we're on day 21 of quarantine. We're going, listen, it's a little smugness. It's a little like, oh, you're, oh, you're, whoa, you can't handle this. You can't handle yeah, two days. Pussy. Talk to me when you're at 21 days. And and then much like being the older sibling, they'll never catch up. So it's always, I'll tell you when you're older scenario, when where you'll never be older, you know? So that's good. I've, I've never yeah. had the feeling. I mean, you're already in your, you're in your second quarantine location. That's how much you, long you've been on the run for. I'm you know. on week, because I self-quarantined before everybody, so I'm on right. week four. This is the beginning of week yeah, four. But you literally me. quarantined for a couple weeks, and then you once it was lifted, you jumped in a car and got out of town and have quarantined ever since in a different location. Yeah, so two weeks in New York. You're a vet of multiple locations here. And, and now day expert. 10. Day 10 in Massachusetts. Yeah. So it's good to feel better than other people, I would it's say. It's good to feel like you know more about something than someone else. Exactly. Going so. back to the Teddy Kaplan, man, I'm mansplaining to less vet, less quarantined. The less the, the people who haven't quarantined as much out there, you know what I'm trying to say. So that's it. Speaking of speaking of mansplaining, I think we should get Jimmy on the line. Let's call up Jimmy. Let's play the music, and then in the meantime, we're going to dial up Jimmy Schubert. He's going to patch in from Los Angeles, California. I can't wait. What should we do, Cap? Play the music. Bring him in. We're back with our guest, Jimmy Schubert. Shooby Dooby, welcome to the show, man. Hey, man. How you doing? Good. How How's life under quarantine over there in Los Angeles, California? Oh, it's fantastic. Like everybody, you're enjoying it, uh, you know, cleaning, uh, working on my cooking skills, reading, uh, catching up on some old movies, you know. I happen to be a professional stand-up comedian, so every week I'm on an airplane. Uh, for me... Uh, this is a, a much uh, needed break. I don't mind it. Is it good? Are you, you're not going nuts. I'm kind of going nuts. <laughs> well, it's because some people don't like to be by themselves. They don't like to hear themselves think. I'm sure, I can understand <laughs> how. Someone, like, Sounds like Turner. Were, no, <laughs> no, it's it's funny. You know, you spend the first couple of days in a fetal position underneath the end table, working on a callus and the roof of your mouth from a loaded revolver, and then you. Kind of lean into it. That's so. the Jimmy I know. <laughs> there you go. See, is that what you wanted to hear? No, trying to man. be positive, you know? <laughs> well, it is. It, yeah, it's a completely nuts time. Uh, you got into this early, though. You were, um, I mean, you, you you knew about this early because of uh, the Korea. You were in Korea, right? When was that? Well, I, yeah, I went to Korea on the 2nd, got there on the 3rd, and I left on the 9th, got back on the 9th. But uh, over there, everybody had masks on, so everybody was already treating this like it was a serious thing, you know, and that's why they've seemed to flatten the curve in South Korea. 
as much as anybody because everybody wears masks. And so I didn't, I, you know, I only was, you know, I was practicing social distancing and, and then I had to work on a set for a couple of days, and, but everybody had masks on and everybody was like, when you were on the set, people didn't stand near you or close talk. Yeah, everybody had masks, the director, everybody. And there was a girl walking around putting sanitizer on. And so, and, and plus when they canceled basketball and hockey. I realized that this was going to be serious. You that's know, that's uh, that's when it hit America. I think at least well, like you the know, sports world. The, you know, so because you go, this is serious. Billionaires are going to risk billions of dollars doing this, and something must be up. You know, and so um, did they film but, the uh, movie? The, the in Korea, you were filming. It was a TV show or a, or a film? Or yeah, a it was a TV show. It's the second season of the show I did uh, called uh, Drama World. It's a K drama. It's a cross. Uh, it's cross- cultural south korean k-drama you know my wife has seen it she's big on the korean shows so she's seen uh, she's seen jimmy schubert in the korean uh it was on netflix right so yeah it was on netflix called drama world yeah i'm yeah. in the first and last episode so they brought me back for season two for a couple uh and they know. could still film during the um with everything going on the pandemic yeah thing? well you know the korean crews are smaller much more efficient there's no waste. There's probably, you know, there's people on the on Korean sets. They're probably doing two or three jobs over there. So they move very efficiently, and they're smaller crews. No teamsters there, I guess, huh? Yeah. So so they're there, and I was only working for. I worked on it for three days. First day I did a photo shoot. The second day we did some scenes. There was not a lot of stuff, and then the third days where I worked a lot. But I was in a separate room. They were just filming. Nobody was directly on top of you, and everybody was wearing masks. And then what was it know, like? So. What was it like coming back after being in the middle of that, and then coming back to America, where still nobody really cared? I'm trying to think of March 9th. I think people still didn't really care much, right? Well, you know, when I was on the plane coming back, there was literally nobody in my section. Like I was in, uh, they flew me over business class. And in the business class section I was in, there was nobody. It was like, so I didn't really worry about it because there was nobody on the plane, at least within 15 feet of me. And then landing, but was it, was that the picture? I saw a picture of you wearing a mask and, uh, and like ski, <coughs> ski goggles. Was that that trip or was that something yeah. else? Yeah, but that was that trip. But I, you know, I, but I was doing this a month ago. I, had to, I mean, I knew there was something serious to this. Uh, that's why I was I was du- double masking and a cloth mask over top of an N95 mask. I had goggles. I had gloves. People were looking at me like I was driving Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> well, that was happening to me. I was saying in, in Brooklyn, I was walking around uh, three weeks ago, a month, maybe a month ago, with a, I have a black mask and um, these like Isotoner OJ Simpson gloves. And people are looking about me, looking at me like I'm about to murder them. But also, I've never been, you know, I've never been feared in my life. So that was a fun um, uh, kind of uh, situation to go through where people were getting out of my way because there was this thing where they didn't know. If you had it, now more people in New York are wearing masks. I don't know what L.A. is like. But- well, you know, that's what everybody's going to have to do for a couple months. I, th- I think when it, when it does come back, people are going to be wearing masks. I think it's just a it's just a smart thing. I mean, obviously, being on the planet Earth, uh, you know, we've had viruses. We have had pandemics before. I think this is just, uh, you know, it's just the way we're going to move forward. You know, nobody wants to get this virus. It's a, it's a pretty... Pretty uh, disturbing thing, what it does. It affects everybody differently. I'm in quarantine now. I got back from uh, from South Korea, and then uh, you know, so I've been home by myself for you know weeks now. So I think you know, I think I'm good. But you know, you never know. Yeah. How, what about like comedy wise? Have you been writing, or how are you? Yeah, I've been writing. I've been a lot, writing a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, it's just uh, you know as much as you can. I mean, it's real. Like you know, you know, everybody's doing the same thing. I watched Groundhog Day the other day. I go, that's a perfect movie for quarantine. Same <laughs> thing happens every day. Yeah, we'll go to the living room. I'm gonna go to the dining room. Uh, we'll go whatever. Maybe I'll go to my extra bedroom and walk around there for a couple for an hour. Uh, you know, I have my my Fitbit on. It keeps track of my steps. I got 1,500 in the other day. I didn't even leave the house. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, so what's well, been I trending? Mean, Groundhog Day is like one of the top five most movies, uh, most viewed movies right now on Netflix. I think that's exactly why. Yeah. If, yeah. Why? Well, and then I hit that, and then. Uh, I, then I watched Tootsie, which is still a great movie. <laughs> Everybody's telling me to watch. Is there a movie called Pandemic from like ten years ago? Everybody's no, it's like, not from. No, it's not. It's, there's a movie called Outbreak. Outbreak. Yeah. Pandemic is a movie that uh, Bill Gates and these guys made. Bill Gates gave a, a, a like a, a TED talk on this. Uh, 
Uh, something like a TED talk about four years ago about the pandemic. I mean, this is the new thing. This is kind of like, you know, as human beings on the planet Earth, this is part of the deal of living on the planet Earth. There's viruses that can attack us. And, you know, and I think we really had this coming, you know, just because we've gotten so lazy and so shiftless. I mean, you know, we're human beings. We need a sense of purpose here. I mean, you used to, we used to hunt and kill our food. We used to spend time in the woods and, and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I read during the bubonic plague, the people at the upper echelons of society were the first ones to get it and die because their immune systems weren't as strong wrong as other people. I mean, we wash our hands with antibacterial soap. You know, the body's not used to that. Your body's used to getting its germs on its hands so it can fight infection. It's your your body, you know, when people are going around, I, like I walked out down the street the other day, a kid on a hoverboard, coming at me on a hoverboard. If I can really, the lifting your knees is too much for you, you lazy, shiftless fuck, you're just going to lean your way around the planet. I mean, so we wear helmets for everything. I mean, that's what your skull's for. I mean, you know, we've, you know, we've kind of gotten a little lackadaisical. It's like, you know, I was at the supermarket the other day. I was kind of trying to get some stuff, and the only thing left on the shelf was Cascade Complete. I mean, it's 11 <laughs> times tougher than Baked On Messes. I mean, that's where we're at. There's 11 <laughs> times tougher. I mean, what kind of life are you leading? Who is this for? this uh, <laughs> some hot soapy water before you toss it in the, into the dishwasher. It's a dishwasher. It's not a garbage disposal. Maybe you should take a cooking lesson. And you want to take a flum flamethrower to that baked on cheese crud on your pirate <laughs> you filthy savage you don't, you don't put the, what are you going to throw the chicken carcasses and the, and the potato skins right in the dishwasher no wonder you're having problems you know what I mean and, you know housework still takes a little effort you know what I mean and no one's asking you to go down walk down to the river and rush your, wash your crows on a rock for fuck's sake but you know <laughs> it's, you know I mean and Jesus how busy are you you got an automatic pet feeder you got a robot that does your uh, the, the vacuums your place while you're not there. You got a video doorbell to practically frisk people. You can <laughs> ask Alexa anything, and you don't have time to you know, order over a dish. You know, scrape it once or twice just for old time's sake. That's what I'm thinking. That's yeah. I think you're. I think you're right. <laughs> well, based on my analysis. I think so too. That's well, we're all becoming experts on this now because I get to run the dishwasher like twice a day being at home. So this is a, uh, I'm learning. What have you been? What have you been cooking, Jimmy? I, you know, today I just had these two steaks I had in my freezer, and I, I love. I took them out last night, let them get room temperature, and salt and peppered them up. I just cooked them in my big, uh, uh, you know, cast iron pan. You, you know, sear them on the pan, and you put them in the oven, let them finish. Very nicely done with some ghee, a couple of tablespoons of ghee, some thyme, some garlic. Ooh, delicious. Mm. You take them out, let yeah, ghee. It's uh, clarified butter, uh, but it's really great for uh, making steaks. And uh, I set them out, I let them sit I, for about twenty minutes, let them rest, and I cut them up. And I had some, uh, I had a nice pieces, a couple of nice pieces of steak. I, I think a Jimmy Schubert cooking quarantine cooking show would be something I would watch. Well, the thing is, I'm actually a really good cook. I mean, you know, the other day I made two ingredient banana pancakes, which is eggs and bananas. There you go. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, you know, if everybody wasn't doing it, you know, I, I might do a cooking show. But, you know, you can't cook and operate a camera at the same time in quarantine. That's true. You need an extra person. What about I've been watching your um, you're, you're the only person I enjoy watching on the clips you're putting out, the video clips, because you're doing magic. Plus, it's comedy plus magic. But all these people who are just going to Instagram live doing their regular stand up set to an empty room. Look, I know I see these things. And go, Look, this guy wasn't funny in front of an audience. <laughs> How do you think the set's going to go in your living room with nobody around? I mean, <laughs> I don't I, I like, you know, and, and it's like that, like comedians are doing that. Look, that's not right now. Let, let, let the people who are shining, the nurses, the doctors, the, 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 the delivery people, the food delivery people, the shopping store clerks who stock the shelves. It's their time to shine right now. OK, I got news for you. You know, I, I've seen more mediocre freaking uh, music concerts from people's living rooms. Yeah. You and your three chords. Just take a fucking break. All right. <laughs> We're in the middle of a global pandemic and everybody's. Turn into fucking Weird Al Yankovic, all right? Take a fucking breather, all right? Take a breather. Sit down or read a book. You know, I, 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 I get it. You know, like people, you know, struggle. But people have fucking movies. I, I mean, you know, I have a whole, uh, you know, ottoman full of old DVDs that I've been catching up on. The Warriors, 
you know, Tootsie. I'm going back to the old old school and watching some of these old classic movies that I enjoyed so much, you know. I'm reading some great books, you know. I got the, you know, The Forgotten Man. I'm reading some, uh, you know, some other uh, other stuff that I haven't had a chance to read. I'm catching up on. I'm doing a lot of writing, you know. I'm, I'm kind of outlining a book. I'm working on that. I mean... You know, I'm doing my yoga. I'm working out my thing. I'm cooking when I need to. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, people like, you know, I mean, people should be careful what they fucking wish for. I fucking hate my job. I hate going to work. I fucking <laughs> you know, hate people. People are such fucking assholes. You careful what you ask for, because now you got it, douchebag. I think people should fucking, I think people should pray a little bit more. I think it's a good time to do some self soul searching and, and look for all the things that you're grateful for in your life and stay the fuck away from people. If we all stay in and self-quarantine this thing will go away in three weeks yeah stay the fuck at home well, you, you bring know, you up got- a good point, Jimmy, which is that um, the, the the heroes right now, the celebrities right now should be the doctors, the nurses, the scientists, the people who are figuring out how to get this done. And I think it. we were talking about this the other day, that Imagine video with all the celebrities singing together. Uh, I was saying, make one. If you're going to do anything, it's got to be Dr. Fauci. And so a couple of other doctors, the, the actual heroes, I want to see. I would rather see them sing Imagine. I don't care how out of tune it is. Yeah. Well, I'd rather not have them sing Imagine because they're not singers, they're doctors. And you get back in the fucking lab and find a cure for this, all right? So I can fucking tour the country telling dick jokes, all right? I don't need, I don't need to, yeah, that's what we all fucking need. Free karaoke. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great, we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Shut the fuck up. Look, you want to help? Why don't you go buy fucking food for some of these fucking doctors and nurses that are working 30 fucking hour shifts and and, and trying to and doing their best to help the sick people? Why don't you help those people out? Why don't you, you know, I don't need you to fucking sing Imagine by John fucking Lennon. You know, do you, imagine, imagine all you fucking people would shut the fuck up for 15 minutes <laughs> and let somebody else have the spotlight. Imagine, imagine that. Imagine let the nurses and these blue collar workers that, you know, without the supply lines and the food and the truckers and the, and the people moving food. I mean, they're the real fucking heroes in this. And they've always been the real heroes, period. You know, believe me, I can get by, you know, I can get by without seeing another fucking movie in my life, especially one that would do the full tilt boogie, the 3 a.m. cable that I would not fucking sit in a movie theater and watch, you know. <laughs> we still want people to watch the, the show in Korea, though. Yes. Well, they can watch that. They can catch that on Netflix when it comes out. Listen, yeah. here's the thing. No, I know, but what I'm saying is, it's just, you know, you singing Imagine from your fucking million-dollar mansion while the rest of us are fucking wiping our ass with fucking, you know, restaurant napkins and fucking jumping in the shower to rinse out the raisin hole because uh, everybody fucking hogged the toilet paper. You know, doesn't make me feel any better. You know what I mean? Yeah. What uh? What's going? Can you see it like out your window? I know you're just staying at home, but what does it seem like that vibe is in L.A.? Because it's pretty bad right now in New York City. Yeah, it's a ghost town like everywhere else. I mean, people are walking. People are out walking around just to get some fresh air and get some exercise. But I mean, you're okay outside. I think I think you have more problems in a confined area. Outside, you can walk around without the mask on. Outside, as long as you social distance and stay six to ten feet away from everybody, you're fine. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I think people uh, like what you're seeing right now is a lot of uh, a lot of you don't. There's no shortage of toilet paper. There's a shortage of people who aren't panicking. Mm. The, the, there's going to be more toilet paper. I mean, and that's your priority in the middle of a fucking pandemic. That's what poor people do. Poor people buy fucking toilet paper. Rich people are buying stocks right now because the dirt fuck cheap but what i'm saying is you know it's like that's it and well we found them all dead and they all had clean assholes i don't know where <laughs> i don't know where the virus i don't know how this is a weird virus i think it may have attacked the asshole and made it very clean well, I, mean, I don't know what like that's your fucking that's your move and as they I mean, say we aren't we all gonna use the same amount of toilet paper as we ever used in the past and ever will use in the future well, you know if you don't have toilet paper you you, you take your dump you jump in the shower and you and you and you rent I was just in India. I was just in India not too long ago, and they're not very generous with the toilet paper over there. And I said uh, to Russell Peters, I said, how come they're not very generous with toilet paper? Because they don't use it, he said. They use that hose next to the toilet. It's called the bum gun. Yes, that's in they Southeast call it Asia gun, as and well. They just uh, squirt some uh, hot streaming water up there and just rinse it out. 
I go, yeah, but then the last 15 guys used the bum gun, so there's got to be bacteria all over. I, hey, Jimmy, you just got back from India. You look like you lost about 30 pounds. How'd you do it, keto? No, I got dysentery using the bum gun. I've been pissing out my ass off for the last three months. Boy, do I feel great. Finally getting back to normal. I mean, I should have a hose next to the bum gun so you can rinse off the bum gun before you squirt the hot streamy water into your leather Cheerio. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's that's just this might so I was already conditioned for this kind of situation. You're ready to go. No, I was getting used to it over there. I kind of now, you know. I mean, like really. I mean, what are you worried about a clean ass for? You're not going any place. Who cares? You know. Yeah, if any time, this is the time yeah. to just let it yeah, all I hang. No, right. You know, I get it. People don't want to be walking around the house with underwear and it looks like a high school parking lot. I get it. All right, but you know, go easy on the toilet paper. Jimmy, what do you what do you think happens with uh? Because you and I were talking the other day about com- comedy after this. How many comedians stick around? Do you think it's going to be? This is like a. You think this is a control burn? That's what I've been saying. This is a control burn of comedy, where you're going to be well, losing a, a lot. Well, that's a control burn of everything. That's a control burn. I mean, never have you felt like more of an essential human being, a non-essential human being, than right now. Because that's not the important thing. People are nervous and scared. People are are, are really uh, scared about this thing, and they should be, rightfully so. Um, but comedy will come back, and when it comes back, it'll come roaring fuck back. It'll come roaring back, believe me. It will come roaring back when it comes back because people have been holed up. They're going to want to get out of the house every night. They're going to want to laugh again. They're going to enjoy life again. They're never going to take anything for granted again in their lives. You know what I mean? I mean, you got you got you got the moments with your family. You should utilize that and take full advantage of it. I get it. It's tough, you know, but you should because there'll come a time when you know when we'll. I'll get back to normal and you'll and you'll go, man, I really I think this has given everybody a chance to do some soul searching, to be really grateful for the things in your life that you can be grateful for, but also for the things that you've been blessed to have in your life, the little things, the human con shakes, the conversations, the handshakes, the, the you know, the look at somebody in the eye when you talk to them. It's all all that like, you know, it's the little things in human community. And we kind of gotten away from that with social media. You know, everybody has, thinks, you know, but none of that means anything. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. You get 100,000 followers and you're stuck in your house alone. What fucking good does that do you? Yeah. You think any of those people will come and fucking help you out if you get sick? No. It's, so you know, I, I mean, I, you know, I have a small circle of friends and I love them to death. You know, the other night was my birthday. One guy postmated me a dinner for my birthday. Another guy came by and he dropped off a bottle of wine, some ice cream outside my front door. Another friend dropped some edibles over my balcony. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, with, uh, with, uh, you know, with a coffee mug and, and just like, you know, and it was just like, they were my three of my best friends. And they just, those three little things that they did touched me so much that, you know, you go, oh, these people are like, you know, real friends. I've known them for a long time, but you know, those things are going to become precious again. That really may be the, the currency that comes out of this pandemic is, is, is the little things that everyone took for granted and go, man, I'll never fucking bitch about that again you know i because I, I can't wait to have a, a beer with my with my brothers again i can't wait to hug my mom and dad again you know i can't wait to do that stuff and so yeah we've got we've got we've got a little fucking sidetrack with all the bullshit i will say this i noticed the coronavirus is affecting more men and women than almost any other of those fucking genders out there <laughs> <laughs> The it's, pronouns are over. It's specifically hitting men. Well, you know what the thing is, dude? We've gotten away from, we've gotten quite fucking ridiculous, you know, because, you know, here's the thing you realize is you're fighting for the fucking species, the human fucking species. And the human species is the human species. It's not gender. It's not color. It's that we all are fucking connected. And more than anything else in the world, this realizes that what affects the guy across the lake over there affects me too. What affects the people in China and Italy and what affects people around the world also affects you. We're all connected in this giant human ecosphere, you know, made, made, made really... I mean, you look at the virus, you go, wow, this, 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 I mean, pretty soon, you know, you have some of the smartest minds in the world all fighting together to take out this enemy. Well, I don't think it cares about who you voted for either, as far as I can tell. Yeah, well, you know, it's... Uh, if there's a time to know, be nonpartisan well, be honest, right you know, now. If you think about cancel culture, all these fucking douchebags going, he should be canceled. He should be... And, and fucking... Uh, and then Planet Earth, yeah, hold my beer. Let me show you some cancel culture. Yeah, exactly. You know? So it's a good reset, I think, um, right now. 
I don't know. Yeah, it's, it'll be a good reset if they get a hold of it in 30 fucking days. Yes. This goes into the fucking summer, it's going to be apocalyptic. Yeah, six months from now is a different conversation we're having. When we have you yeah. back on at that point. Um, Jimmy, we got some <laughs> yeah. news to get to. Yeah, I look like, I look like uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I look like Denzel Washington from the Book of Eli. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a tough. Well, we all will, I think. Uh, hey, Jimmy, we got some news to get to. Do you want to stick around and do a couple news stories with us? Yeah, sure, man. All right, Corona cool. news. Corona news. Play the music. Jimmy Schubert's still here. First news story of the week comes to us from Sky News. Belarus, Belarus's president says vodka and saunas will ward off COVID-19. Vodka <laughs> Who said this? Oh, whoa, whoa. Go back to that. Say that again one more time. The president of Belarus says that vodka and saunas will ward off COVID-19, the coronavirus. So that's all. Well, that's- he's, right about the, he's right about the saunas. Is that true? Well, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Is that yeah, what? it is true. Hot air kills the virus. It melts. It melts. Well, but, right. So you yeah, have to I, be I, in the sauna all the time, though, for this. No, to work, you have you don't to be in the sauna, and you have to fill your fill your the, the get the hot air into your lungs and your throat. It'll kill the virus because the virus is supposed to live in your throat for about three or four days before it actually gets to your lungs. And so they say, drink a lot of hot liquids, drink a lot of tea, drink a lot of hot coffee, drink a lot of water because then it washes the virus down to your stomach and then it'll just pass. When it gets to your lungs, that's where you have a problem. Mm-hmm. You can just call me Dr. Jimmy Fauci. Listen. Dr. Shooby Dooby. Well, what about this doctor? <laughs> but the hot air does kill the virus. How about the vodka, though? Does the vodka kill it? Or is the vodka that a- can't no, hurt. The vodka is just so you can fucking hang out in a, in a sauna. In the sauna. Yeah. As long as you need to. Who can go in a sauna the without vodka? We're not, we're not uh, yeah, animals. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. well, if you're going to dehydrate yourself, why don't you dehydrate yourself from the inside out and then dehydrate yourself from the outside in and so you can walk out looking like a freaking prune. No. He's uh, also, uh, this guy's also refusing to cancel um, soccer matches like in the stadium. So it's a one more place. It's the last place on earth where we can bet on games, I think. It's, yeah, it's the only gambling. My brother bet on a Belarus game yesterday, he told me, because it's the only gambling available right now. Belarus soccer. It's a, Corner of the market. Any of our listeners want to want to want to still gamble? Any. Here's the thing: I think about this guy. It's like easy to make fun of him, but this was us two weeks ago. The rest of the world was la- or three weeks ago, I guess. At this point, the rest of the world was like, "I can't believe America hasn't canceled this and canceled that." And look at all the people on the beach, and they're everyone's still hanging out. And it's now we're tr- now these articles are doing that to Belarus, but maybe it hasn't hit them as yeah. bad. I don't know. Yeah, but we don't have. I like I have a heart condition. I can't take you saunas. You know, people with you know we have a lot of people here who can't do. Maybe Belarus, they're all fit, or they don't they don't know about this. But we do have. I have an old comedian friend, uh, Misha Kalin, who lives in Belarus. He's from there, so we may have to get him on to tell us the situation on the ground. Yeah. In Belarus, Doctor. it does feel like right now, nation by nation, we're all doing that like. You know, someone driving faster on the high, faster than you on the highway is a nutcase, but anyone driving slower than you is an idiot. Yes, we're, I agree. We're doing the yeah. same thing with how people are reacting to coronavirus nation by nation. If they, well, you know, the the other thing these doctors are talking about, a lot of these doctors in Italy that have that had that were fighting this thing or talking with doctors in America and, and South Korean doctors and they're communicating and talking about what they know about the virus and, and talking about like, you know, the different ways to treat it. Obviously, you know, people will start to feel aches and pains that we take ibuprofen, but it, apparently ibuprofen exacerbates the virus by 10. So it turns it into a pneumonia and it turns into a double lung pneumonia, which is extremely dangerous. I mean, you know, nobody wants to get vented and wind up on a ventilator for Christ's sake, but yeah, they're talking. They're talking about what they what they can do. They're, they're having some really good uh, uh, reactions fighting this with positive C, 15 milligrams of positive, uh, 15 milligrams of, uh, 1500 milligrams of uh, vitamin C what, what, in the morning, 500 milligrams in the morning. 500 in the afternoon, 500 at night uh, also uh, work, you know. You know, anybody who's not taking it seriously, just stay the fuck at home, man. If you're sick, call some friends, have them deliver some shit because it does. I mean, look, if we all stay together, like, you know, it'll go away in, in three weeks and we all get back to our lives. 
you know? Yeah. So, and, and believe me, there, 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 you know, there's a pregnant woman. I saw a video of her. She's she's pregnant and she has pneumonia, both ones fighting for the life of her child. So, I mean, don't, you know, it's not like. It can hit know, anybody. It can hit anybody. Mm. And so it's, it's, you know, and, and you, you know, spring breakers, I get these kids feel indestructible. Then you get home, you don't know you're sick. You give it to your mom and dad, your mom and dad, give it to your grandparents. And then you've killed your family. That's no good. Uh, next story. Wait, speaking of that, Jimmy, the next story. This, so did you hear about these kids who were licking toilet toilet bowls a couple weeks ago? This coronavirus yeah. challenge. TikTok so, influencers. TikTok right? influencers. <laughs> so the one guy, the moron who licked one of the morons who licked the toilet bowl is now in the hospital uh, with coronavirus. Yeah. And this is I don't know. For me, I'm just happy. These are like Generation Z, they're calling them. These are like the 18, 20. I think if you're 25 and under, you're no longer a millennial. You're a Zoomer. You're a Generation well, Zoomer. Well, you know, now he's now he's a, a an ICU influencer, and, and he's on a respirator with a 40% lung function. I'm you just know? glad that there's, like, a now I, – because I found out recently, I always was making fun of um, these uh, uh, millennials, and then I found out I was one. At 38, apparently I'm the oldest millennial you can get. So I'm glad there's a generation younger than me doing dumber stuff. Yeah, so I can pa- for you. I can pass on that whole like millennials are ruining the world. Thing. You don't lick toilet bowls, right? You've never have. I've never licked a toilet bowl. No. Yeah, well, you know what I think too. I think that, that there's something about this virus that they're not telling us because it would scare. It would really scare everybody. I think they're trying to fight it and trying to keep everybody calm and saying, "Hey, social distancing." But I think if they tell you, you know, by the time, you know, the, I mean, it literally turns your your lungs into to, in, into into into. You know, rub, rubbish. It, it, you, you know, you're, you're fibrous. Your lungs are fibrous, and it just it just destroys your lungs. Well, I think the same thing because there's a reason. I mean, they they canceled um, the NBA really early. Like there was maybe 200 reported cases in the U.S. or 500, and they canceled the NBA, which made me think that they must know something that the rest of us don't know. Um, last story, last news story. Oh, this is a good news one. Pornhub makes premium content free and donates 50,000 masks to fight coronavirus in the United States. Did you hear that one, Jimmy? No, say it again. Pornhub. Pornhub's Pornhub, free? Yeah, it's free in the United States now. Pornhub, and they've donated 50,000 masks. <laughs> Pornhub's always free. And that was? Like, I, I'm like, that's one thing I'm not doing. Oh yeah, you know, I'm, not, I'm not laying in my room watching porn, beating off like Migs from Silence of the Lambs. Right? <laughs> I, you know, I, I mean, geez, I, I mean, what's the what's the point of that? I, I mean, I think that stuff is all. Yeah, I, I'm sure some people are probably doing that. That's fine. He's, he's laying there doing knuckle shuffle on your pee pump, just blast a load of toddler juice into a tissue of love. I get it, okay, <laughs> but you know, you, you know, you should really take this time to kind of educate yourself. <laughs> I mean, and everybody who's in a relationship basically can't do that for, I don't know, months, it seems. Well, you know, we're never left alone. Well, you guys, at least you guys are with people. I mean, I'm I'm in solitary over here. I'm doing this in the hole. (laughs) (laughs) You are, you are, bro. I'm in the hole. It's a whole different Yeah, but you're in a hole like uh, a whole place tricks on you. Yeah, you're in the whole like those the the mobsters in uh, was it not Goodfellas? What was the movie? Yeah, Goodfellas. Was it Goodfellas? The, the Italian food. And the, yeah, it's a it's a country. The, the gravy. I just saw the most disturbing documentary I think I've ever seen. It's called the Poughkeepsie Tapes. It's called the Poughkeepsie Tapes. It is so disturbing. What is it? If you watch it, it will disturb the fuck out of you it's boxes and boxes of tapes of a very prolific serial killer who raped and tortured and brutalized and murdered people and they just have these tapes and then he winds up framing an ex-cop for it who winds up going to the death chair and gets electrocuted and then they find out that that, that he was framed that he Jesus. wasn't so this film is disturbing on so many fucking levels. I can't believe I got an erection during it. Listen, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. It's really fucking disturbing. And it's if people are looking for a good scare thing, if you're not scared enough by this pandemic, watch the Poughkeepsie tapes. It'll, 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 it'll because they never caught the dude. If it's wow. fucking disturbing. If the pandemic anything, ain't doing it for you. If you just feel a little bit too comfortable, watch the Poughkeepsie tapes. It will fucking, I'm telling you, it is the most disturbing thing 
I think I've ever seen in my life. Oh my God. I don't know. I think I'm going to skip that until I'm out of this whole, uh, Quarantine. No, situation. man, watch it, bro. Watch yeah, it. Watch All it. right, Poughkeepsie tape. It's got good movie taste. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch a Korean. I'm gonna watch bro, the Korean the Netflix show bro. first. It's the new Poughkeepsie tape challenge. Try to watch it and not get a boner. <laughs> I'll put it on. I'll put it on TikTok, Jimmy. Every celebrity is gonna I'm be joking, doing this. I'm joking, obviously, but it is really. Did you watch that? You realize that just how disturbing like some people like. There's a book out called the sociopath lived next door and uh, i've been reading it and it really just talks about how most of the people a lot of people that, that you know and interact with your neighbors co-workers uh people that, that live next door a lot of these people are dealing with undiagnosed mental illness borderline personality disorder uh you know narcissistic personality disorder some people are just fucking plain sociopaths and you don't know it until you interact with them and it's it's another i mean i i literally I had to stop reading the book for a minute, put it down, and then to kind of regroup and come back at it because it's it's disturbing. Jesus. All right. Well, that's good. A couple of couple of quarantine tips to pass the time from Jimmy Schubert. <laughs> yeah, some uplifting stuff there from Jimmy. That's what you've been doing in it's sunny L.A. He's trying to help out, man. He's trying to help out. Curtains drawn. I'm looking in there. <laughs> It's sunny outside. Oh. Jimmy's got the curtains. Are closed. people out? So people aren't outside in LA. They're uh, no, they're they really, are. They're, they, yeah. they are, but just not in big numbers. I mean, LA is not like New York. It's kind of right. a little wide open. It's, it's easier. Really, yeah. It's not really yeah. a city. It's more of a kind of a suburb on steroids. You know. Hey guys, it's I don't mean little city. I don't mean to cut this short here, but the battery's dying on this recorder. So okay. I think we got to go. We're an hour and two minutes in. Jimmy, thank you so much for doing it. Hey, my pleasure. The real social distancing. And we'll get together again. We'll do it in person as soon as this mess is all behind us. You guys stay safe back there in New York, man. And uh, I'm going to go say a rosary and pray for the first responders because this is really requires it, you know. All right. uh, Thanks, Jamie. Thanks for having me on, man. For sure, man. Of course. Anytime, my friend. All right. We'll see you later. Kaplan, Kaplan, what should we do? I guess before we lose recording, we should uh, get lost. Get lost. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.